Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your seat. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This'll never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the tagline. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Thursday, June 17th. And I don't know if yesterday was the craziest day of the NBA season, but it certainly was near the top. Forget about all the news. Like, so much news happened earlier Wednesday. We're going to get to a little bit of it later with our interview with this interesting guy named Jake Fisher who wrote a book about tanking in the NBA. It's great stuff. A lot of interesting nuggets. You'll love the Kobe Lakers stuff, or maybe you'll hate it um, if you're a Lakers fan. But I don't think we could do any of the news because we saw two phenomenal games last night. And it's funny because if you listen to yesterday's pod, Rob and I were so geeked off Kevin Durant. We were like, oh yeah, there's two games on Wednesday and they might be okay. They're Both teams are large favorites. And then, of course, you wake up Wednesday, and it's like, holy cow, Kawhi is maybe out for the playoffs? And Chris Paul's in COVID? What the hell's going on? And then all this NBA news happens. So we get to the games, and ladies and gentlemen, your boy's been hot on gambling. And I loved both favorites last night. I loved the Sixers at home, and I loved the Jazz at home. And I loved the Jazz despite 
you know, being big favorites. I think it was seven, seven and a half. Kawhi was out. And I didn't feel comfortable on the prop bets, but I've been hitting props this week. And the prop bets, I went 3-0 and on. Joel Embiid over. Seth Curry threes over. Paul George points over. They were easy winners. Both of the sides lost. And I don't even know if there's enough time on this podcast to get into the choke job that the Philadelphia 76ers put forth in losing to the Atlanta Hawks. You really have to go deep into the annals of NBA history to find a team playing at home that leads by 26 points and loses. I ended up playing soccer last night. Um, Yeah, it's the summer of soccer. I know Euros, Copa America, Jason bought a soccer team. Um, You know, uh, the Gold Cup is later this summer. I played soccer. And, you know, I, I show up and... You know, this dude I know, first thing was, oh my gosh, what the hell happened to the 76ers? And I, I, I'm I, looking at my phone just still befuddled at what happened. And I don't know if I, like Kevin Durant put up an amazing night on Tuesday. I don't know, Rob, if I've ever heard a crazier stat than this. In the second half, the 76ers only got baskets from two guys. <laughs> Joel Embiid and Seth Curry. That's it. I put this on my Instagram story. And within like 15 minutes, I had like 12 comments from people. You guys love to send the DMs. And send away. Sometimes I'll reply. Other times, you know, I can't. Um, I'm stunned. The entire second half, you get two baskets from players and nothing from anyone else. Folks, I think Ben Simmons is getting shipped out of town this offseason. I mean, they were hacking Ben Simmons in the second quarter. He shot 4 of 14 on free throws. That being said, I still think Tobias Harris laid as big of an egg as I've seen for a... Is he a max guy, Rob, or just a close to max? He's close to max. He was 2 for 11. He had 4 fouls, 4 points, and missed all 3 of his 3s. Seth Curry was incredible. Joel Embiid was awesome in the first half. Second half, he wasn't as dominant. And it was just the choke job of all choke jobs. And and listen, I, I've destroyed Doc Rivers. I crushed him a couple weeks ago when I said, hey, I'm telling you guys right now, Brad Stevens has had as impressive a run as Doc Rivers, even though Doc Rivers has a title. And all these people, oh, you're racist and all this dumb shit. People just idiotic, okay? No coach in NBA history has blown three three-to-one leads except for Doc Rivers. And he led by 26 at home last night and took an L. And now the 76ers, down 3-2, have to go to the highlight factory where Friday night it's going to be jumping off. T-Pain is probably singing the national anthem. Every rapper in the ATL is going to be courtside. It is going to be a crazy scene. And I'm telling you right now, if the Hawks could survive game five, they benched their starting backcourt. Bogdanovich and Herter were so bad they were benched in the fourth quarter. The Hawks rode with, I'm not even making this up, quite possibly the worst defensive backcourt in the history of Philadelphia 76ers basketball. Trey Young and Lou Williams. They would have trouble guarding me. I'm not even lying. And they somehow came back and won. Doc Rivers is 76ers were outscored 40 to 19 in the fourth quarter. Uh, Rob, I've never seen anything like it. I'm sitting there slack-jawed with the kids. You know, I'm like, the cover's in hand, 
And all of a sudden, they cut it to like 10. I'm like, wait a minute, what the, what the hell's going on? Just don't screw this up. Then it's like six. I'm like, oh my gosh, are they going to cover? Then it's fouling Trey Young up two while he's shooting a three. And the lead is gone. And at that point, I said, well, I need overtime for the cover. And then they just lost the game. I mean, Joel Embiid clanging two free throws. Embiid was perfect from the line and then bricked two free throws in the final two minutes. Folks, like, I know we shredded the Bucks. How on earth can the Bucks recover from this after they lost to the Nets? The Bucks get to go home tonight, okay? Once in a lifetime performance from Kevin Durant. The Hawks get to go home tonight to close out the series and the Atlanta Hawks left for dead when they fired their coach Lloyd Pierce back in what January or February are one win away from the conference finals and the way things are going with nets dropping like flies and nobody trusting Budenholzer are the Atlanta Hawks live Rob G to go to the NBA finals do not lie to me are the Hawks live to go to the NBA finals they have to be they have to be, and it's incredible that they are, but they have the vastly superior coach. They have the better, more reliable supporting cast, and quite frankly, they're not going to shoot themselves in the foot over and over. I got a fun stat for you that you're going to appreciate. How many teams in the last quarter century have blown 18-point leads or more in back-to-back playoff games? I'm going to just go with zero. <laughs> One. Oh, no. It was the a Doc, Doc Rivers-led oh, Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, my gosh. That's unbelievable. And Really bad news. <laughs> like, I know that you and I have been on this train for years now, probably as long as I've known you, but we really hammered it home in the bubble that Doc Rivers was the most overrated coach in the NBA, maybe even NBA history. It's fitting that you went from that game last night, which had to delay the start of Clippers Jazz because of how late it went. Mm -hmm. Seeing Doc Rivers, his team melt down again and him refusing to do anything different to try to stem the tide because he built up this lead playing a certain way. And he said, you know, I'm just going to keep doing that, even though we've we've. Giving it all back, uh, I'm just going to keep doing what we do and you know, it'll take care of itself. Newsflash, it didn't. To Ty Lue with the Clippers, and I know that you've been very hard on Ty Lue, hashtag former Laker Ty Lue, oh, geez. for a while. But just seeing a Clippers team make adjustments game to game, half to half, quarter to quarter. Seeing a Clippers team late in the game when it's getting a little bit tight and, and guys on each team are, are taking bad shots saying, you know what, we're going to run a play. It might not work, but we're going to run a play with some action and some screening and some pin down, and we're going to get a look that's better than what we've been getting. Now, granted, the guy might have missed the shot, but at least they were doing something. Yes. And I know that it sucks, you know, for me as a Laker fan to see the Clippers succeeding the way that they have been the last couple of games, but to see... Doc Rivers get embarrassed even more makes me feel a little bit better. It's weird. I uh, One of my favorite cartoons growing up, me and my brother would love to watch Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo, just a great cartoon, timeless. My kids didn't love it as much as I did. But my brother and I always loved at the end of the episode, you know, when the gang solves the mystery, they would rip off the mask 
of the bad guy to reveal who was behind the sinister plot. And this happened often. And I joked that at the end of the Sixers collapse, they would take a mask off Doc Rivers and would reveal Mike Budenholzer was coaching <laughs> was coaching the Sixers because that's all I kept saying. Like, what, what are they doing? Well, Korkmaz is the guy coming off a pin down? Really? Is that what we're doing? With two minutes left in a game where we choked on everything away? I mean, Tobias Harris, fadeaway jumpers? Well, I'm, I'm stunned, Rob. I, I, I don't even know. It's weird because these NBA playoffs, we're, we're headed downhill. Stars are getting injured left and right. And now you've got like back-to-back Kevin Durant historic. And then the collapse. And listen, I, I got we got to give Paul, Paul George his flowers. Got to give do. the man his due. Playoff yep. P. They joked that it was Palmetto P. Um, the Paul George joke, George, yeah, the Paul George jokes have been flying. Try to say that one fast. And Paul George was big time, thirty-seven, sixteen, and five. Now he only played forty minutes. He didn't go forty-eight like KD. No, I'm kidding. Um, Paul George was great. Now he did get help from the Morris twin. Uh, we, we've got to start giving the Morris twin his due. My buddy Dan, who listens to this every day, texted me: the Lakers got the wrong Morris twin, and ain't that the truth? I mean, goodness gracious, Marcus. Last two games, 49 points, and he's 8 of 10 on threes. I don't know if Markeith scored 49 points all season for the Lakers. Um, He was big. Reggie Jackson. I I mean, can we give Reggie Jackson credit for slowing down Donovan Mitchell? And it's funny because, you know, Donovan Mitchell's been incredible in these playoffs, no doubt. I have maintained I give the slight edge to Devin Booker. And here we are, game five. No Kawhi Leonard. Bogdanovich goes bananas in the first quarter. He had six threes in the first quarter. And Donovan Mitchell goes six for 19. And he's settling for a ton of threes. Four of 14 from deep. His worst game of the series. 21 points. I I, I mean, listen, they've given up on the bench. Quinn Snyder. Um, Niang played a few minutes. Favors, as usual, was in the lineup. Then they hemorrhage points and they pull him off the court. Jordan Clarkson got some buckets. But... It, it, this is a Utah team that just folded in the second half at home. Third quarter, they come out of the locker room. I don't know what Ty Lue said. And they outscore the Jazz 32-18. I'm going to say this about Ty Lue because everybody's going to ball wash Ty Lue. Oh, he's so great. He makes so many adjustments. So he started Terrence Mann. It's funny because I had tweeted after the first two games that we need to see a lot of Terrence Mann in game three. Game one, he played eight minutes. Game two, one minute. Game three, oh, look, here's a lot of Terrence Mann. He's active defensively. 15 minutes, seven points. Game four, 15 minutes. Game five, starting 26 minutes, 13 points. And he flushed on the stifle tower, dunked all up in Rudy Gobert's grill, flexed on him. Everybody on the bench is tapping their heads. It's funny. Um, so my son, uh, you know, he watches some of these games with me. So does my daughter. But she's rooting for the Clippers. That's a story for another day. And when guys dunk on people, my son taps his head. And I'm just like, that's great. That was like not a thing that existed when I was a kid. Just tapping the head on a dunk just was not a thing. Anyways, um, I just got to say, these NBA playoffs, I was worried about them when the Lakers got ousted. And they have delivered, folks. They have been incredible these last two nights. And... I can be, I'm irrationally confident to the point that I'm Jordan Clarkson-like. But Rob, I confess, if you told me any of these eight remaining teams would win the title, 
Are there, are there eight left or six? No, there are eight. seven. Seven, seven, right. One series is over. If you told me any of the seven would win the title, I think you could make a decent case that that could happen. Can Utah come back and win the title? Yeah. They're down two to the Clippers, but Kawhi's out. Right? Could the Clippers win the title? I mean, they, all they got is one more from Utah. Chris Paul's in COVID protocols, which, I mean, that's another story. That could be the biggest story of the playoffs. Now, the Chris Paul thing, I'm not going to go deep into it because we don't know. According to many, many people, Chris Paul got the vaccine but did test positive for COVID. That means he either has to wait 10 days until he's symptom-free or maybe he doesn't have symptoms or has two negative tests. Does that mean by Monday he's ready? Maybe. Does that mean it could be 10 days? Maybe. Uh, I don't know what the NBA is going to do. And if the Clippers win game six Friday and Chris Paul doesn't have those negative tests and he misses the first two games, well, yeah, the Clippers certainly can win that series. Um, And then in the East, yeah, the Hawks are one win away from the conference finals. The Nets, I don't know what's going on with Harden, Sammy. I don't know what's going on with Kyrie. The Bucks. I mean, I probably trust them the least. And I think they're going to win that series. The 76ers, gee, many Christmas. I, I don't know. I, my first reaction is, if you fire Stan Van Gundy after nine months, how does Doc Rivers survive this collapse? And can you bring back Ben Simmons? But that being said, Joel Embiid might be the best player left in the East, not named Kevin Durant. And other than the Danny Green injury, the 76ers are super healthy. I mean, assuming Embiid's fine, he did have 37 points. But Rob, you could literally make a case that all seven teams left can win the title. And I don't think that's ever been the case because of the injury craziness that we're seeing. Yeah, I would agree. I would also tell you that I could make a legitimate case that all seven teams do are fraudulent. Oh yeah, for all no, the, for all the reasons yeah. that you just said, each one has a a severe hole that you could poke into as to why they wouldn't win. I mean, this might be the first time that I can remember in a long time where I legitimately have no chance, no idea who's going to win the NBA championship. You know, like even last year, everyone was saying, "Well, the bubble, it's it's being weird. You're getting weird performances." TJ Warren's averaging forty seven points. <laughs> And but you know if you watched enough basketball, and you're like, hey, if everybody's healthy, I think that these are probably the two, two or three best teams, because nobody is healthy. Everybody has a key contributor that's dealing with some kind of ailment or COVID. In the case of uh, Chris Paul, it's like, how can you count on anybody? You can't. And then even the teams that I think have been the most impressive, which would be. Uh, discounting Phoenix, but recently the the Clippers and um, and Atlanta. Do you really trust either of those teams? I mean, no. Atlanta's never been there, and the Clippers' history. I know they've been playing great the last three games. Has been one of failure. So I, I, I as as easily you can make a case that each of these teams could win. I could give you probably an even better case why they wouldn't win it. It's just wild, man. So the Clippers against Dallas go down o two then win four of five. The Clippers this time around went down 0-2 and won three straight. I, I don't, you don't know who's showing up, which Clipper team, night in and night out. Frankly, Paul George was great. Let's give him his props. If he does that in back-to-back games, I'll be a true believer. But this could have been a, a fluky one-off. Um, 
I mean, I, I, I don't even know where to go with the Hawks because they did not play well at all. They were outplayed for three quarters handily and then had a historic comeback. Remember, in the opener, they were the better team for three quarters and then got totally outplayed but survived the fourth. So I don't know. I mean, you know what really irks me, and I, and I shouldn't really say this, is that, man, if Anthony Davis did not get hurt, the Lakers would be definitely favorites to win the title. I mean, without the Suns wouldn't even be around, and the Suns probably look like the best team, don't they? Assuming Chris Paul's okay with the COVID stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of what we've actually seen on the floor, they've been the most complete team the entire playoffs. Yeah. Um, uh, just a quick reminder, we'll get to our guests in a couple minutes, and I will be hosting the Dan Patrick Show Friday morning. Should be fun. Doug Gottlieb and I, we like to argue, so, you know, that should be a good time. Um, all right, Rob, final parting shot on the 76ers. Where is Ben Simmons suiting up next season? Because the series isn't over, but we have to trade him out of town. I really think that if you go to the the Washington Wizards and say, yo, give us Beal, we'll give you Simmons. Now, they have Simmons and, and Westbrook, two guys who can't shoot, but I, I, I mean, if I can get my hands on Ben Simmons... I try something radical and put him at the five, make him a point center, which has never been done, and try to roll that out. Put him in like the Draymond Green role, but as the point guard, say man up and guard centers and see what happens. Um, I mean, I, it's unlikely that he stays so close like in the division with Washington or the Knicks, but I mean, if I'm the Knicks, I'm selling everybody I can high to get my hands on Ben Simmons. I mean, defensively with Thibodeau, I, I really think you can build around Ben. And, and yes, the free throws are an issue. I mean, you know, he again, second game in a row, I believe, they had to pull him off the court late because they didn't want him to get fouled. Rob, I've never seen that before where in the second quarter you're doing hack-a-shack. Like they were hacking Ben Simmons in the backcourt in the second quarter, and they were down like 19 at the time. I've never, have you ever seen that? I've only seen it one other time was with the original hack of Shaq with Shaq. That was it, it was in the second quarter? Yeah, that was something that um, Popovich used to do to close halves, you know, to break any momentum if the Lakers mm, had any. To and slow it down. To close the games, yep. Interesting. Um, By the I way, would agree with you, though. Wait, on wait, one, one last thing. Um, what do you think Luka Doncic was thinking watching uh, Seth Curry hit seven threes and score 36 points? He's thinking there's a good reason why I had Donnie Nelson fired. <laughs> Um, all right, Rob, I, I, I'm, I'm afraid to make a pick in this uh, Bucks nets game tonight. I am going to ride with the Bucs. Um, let me see if I can get a line on the game. Uh, I was woefully off with the pay your mortgage pick. Um, <laughs> trust me, I was getting texts about it from relatives. Oh, my gosh, you said there's no way Kevin Durant wins, Jay. Well, I didn't know Harden was playing 46 minutes and going, you know, one of 10. Um Milwaukee five and a half. I, I'm taking the Bucks. Right, who are you on, Bucks or Nets? Gosh, man, this is tough. I don't trust the Bucks at all, but the chances of Kevin Durant being able to be Kevin Durant to that level again—no shot. Give me the Bucks. Give me the Bucks. Yeah. Okay. All right, that's a loss for me because Rob G's always wrong. All right, let's get to <laughs> our uh, let's get to our guest now. His name is Jake Fisher. You're gonna love this. Jake Fisher, author 
of a book that I highly, highly recommend you get. It's called Built to Lose, How the NBA's Tanking Era Changed the League Forever. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your seat. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This will never get old. Use more now. Okay, this is starting to get old. Save the tagline. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their general tire, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Paid by up-level rewards. Paid participation required. Actor portrayal. Attention all listeners. Are you ready to earn $750? Well, get ready because I'm about to introduce you to GetMy750.com, the ultimate way to earn. Here's the scoop. Instead of just streaming shows or playing games on your phone for nothing, you have the chance to earn additional cash. That's right. From trying out new subscriptions to playing your favorite mobile games, you can get extra cash in your pocket. Simply sign up at GetMy750.com and follow the instructions to start earning immediately. So, what are you waiting for? Turn your favorite apps into real cash with GetMy750.com. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to earn rewards for things you're already doing on your phone. Check out GetMy750.com today. That's right. Get started right now at GetMy750.com. Just go to GetMy750.com or Google Get My 750 Cash. Follow the simple instructions and get your $750. That's GetMy750.com. GetMy750.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real Steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for a limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. 
All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy who's covered the NBA for a long time. He recently wrote a book that is uh, has a great title, and it's got some awesome nuggets in it. Built to Lose, How the NBA's Tanking Era Changed the League Forever. Let's welcome in Jake Fisher. Jake, how you doing, man? Doing well, man. Thank you for having me and for that nice introduction. Yeah, hey, listen, uh, you know, the book has a certain, uh, wow, this is interesting angle to it. It's not your, you know, usual book about LeBron, uh, NBA yeah. stuff about superstars. It's really um, about tanking, a topic that I absolutely love. I'm pro-tanking. Uh, yeah. I haven't read the book yet, but I. it sounds like uh, you might be pro-tanking. I am. I definitely yes, am. Yeah. smart man. Uh, all right, we'll get to the book in a minute, but... You know, we got lucky and we had you on on a day where, you know, there was a, some decent NBA stories. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, you know, as we record this on Wednesday, the league is being flipped upside down. And if you zoom out, Jake, and look at the big picture, a lot of teams that drafted high, got mm-hmm. a superstar, are now bending over backward to keep that guy. Um, the Dallas Mavericks fired their GM on Wednesday. Uh, we all know the Atlanta Hawks fired their coach midseason who was having some beef with Trey Young. And, of course, the New Orleans Pelicans just fired their coach on Wednesday, Stan Van Gundy. Stan Van Gundy was there for nine months. Um, Jake, uh, you know, you have studied the draft a lot. You've done a lot of reporting for your book on it. Yeah. These bad teams get the superstar. And when does the clock start ticking? And how quickly do you have to make your team a contender before really risk losing the guy? Well, in this player empowerment era, we've started to at least hear the rumblings behind the scenes of the like, oh, maybe Zion will just take the qualifying offer and he'll get out. We heard that back with Ben Simmons. I don't think that will ever actually happen. I think, you know, it's 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 a pretty good way to turn yourself into a villain, if you will, to just bail on your team. And I think at a certain point, players have the carte blanche to do so. James Harden with Houston. I mean, People don't really care. They made, we made a big uproar about it back in October and January, but like now he's a darling with the Nets in the postseason. You know, he's back with KD. It's such a great story. So I think the clock does start tickling, ticking with the pressure of, oh, yeah, maybe he could sign this QO. You know, but that seven year thing is, is starting to, to go. And even in Minnesota right now, you can't really. Mm. 2024 around Timberwolves people because they know Carl Anthony Towns' contract is up then too. So yeah, I think it's that seven-year window typically is like the most, um, I guess, pressing timeline of, yeah. oh, God, we got to nail this before this guy can test the open market. Uh, I'll get to the seven-year window, which I think is kind of crazy. You know, Jake, you and I got out of college. Yeah. We could go anywhere we wanted, uh, you know, and, and it would sift through many job offers. A year later, if somebody came to you with a better offer, even from a rival, for more money, and more prestige, you're jumping. But these guys are committed to seven years because of, you know, whatever. But at any rate, you said the word villain. And, you know, Jake, LeBron d- had the decision, became the villain, went to the Heatles. It feels like that's when the tides turned on LeBron. And then Kevin Durant leaving OKC. Everybody loved Durant. Then he goes to the Warriors, and he's a villain. And and look at how it's helped these guys globally. They are massive stars at the yeah. top of the sport because they became villains. Obviously, they're good. But I actually wonder, like, wouldn't Zion becoming a villain be a good thing for his career? Like, wear that black hat, own it. Be like, you know what? I'm out of here. I don't care. Anthony Davis became a villain for, like, ditching New Orleans. It was ugly. They were booing him. He won a title the next year. He's in commercials. He's in Space Jam. Like, who cares? Well, I think the people who care are the people, are the players who can't sustain that. Like, Trey Young, what he's doing right now, 
is so damn impressive because he doesn't give a shit if we're allowed to curse on Yes, we are. Drop all the F-bombs you want. He's going to the garden and bowing, and he's got his lines lined up for the press conference afterwards. He's saying he's waving at Embiid. Like, he's he's built for that. Not every single player built to play in that pressure and built to want to, you know, talk shit back to the opposing team. And I am the villain. Give me your hate. A lot of people want to be loved, and I think that plays a big calculus in a lot of players and coaches – and executives decisions too like they want to do things that are going to be received well by fans i mean we forget you you have a big uh portion of your book on kobe bryant's lakers contract that was a total disaster i know that's sacrilegious to say about kobe r.i.p um but it was horrific for the lakers they basically had the worst five or six year run in the history of the franchise after paying him for services rendered I, I want to. I mean, this is a Kobe Bryant who at one point demanded a trade, um, and way back when he was drafted, he forced his way to the Lakers because his agent said he would rather go to Italy than play for the New Jersey Nets. Um, can you just talk about like the draft and Kobe and just the risk these franchises run when they bend over backwards for stars? Yeah, I mean, the agents have a huge, huge behind-the-scenes role in trying to steer their client to a certain situation, and you know especially in the draft, um, primarily in the draft. And they can do that by multiple reasons or multiple avenues to do that. They can withhold medical information. They can just decline visiting. I mean, I have it in the book that the Jazz were really high on Devin Booker in 2015, and he just refused to work out for them. And, you know, the Jazz can't really necessarily take him out of fear. Like for this conversation we're talking about, you know, will he test the open market and want to leave us Mm. if he doesn't want to be here one day? So you spin that out to, to the biggest levels with Kobe, you know, the Lakers were steadfast in their belief year after year after year, but they were just going to keep being able to find some other all-star to pair with Kobe and they would be able to contend for championships up until Kobe decided to hang it up. And that's what they did with Dwight Howard and Steve Nash that summer, you know, the famous SI, this is going to be fun cover that lives in infamy now. Yeah. And even after that, when, when Kobe signed that, that disastrous contract, which I have Lakers people telling me in the book that they believe in a large percentage of the basketball operations at that time really believed that Kobe would have taken less money, but that they didn't even really negotiate it. The Lakers oh. had pretty much just gave him the offer and they took it and walked out. That's how it was described to me. So from there, I mean – there was definitely a calculus from the Lakers that they wanted to keep portraying to stars that if you come here, this is how we're going to treat you. Look at how we're like just honoring Kobe. Like, you know, Clay Moser, a staffer called it the golden parachute contract that you give an outgoing CEO. And that's kind of what they wanted to portray to other stars. It just so happened that LeBron was only coming there in 2014 if they had max cap space. And he was only going to go there if another star could come with him. Carmelo was down from the reporting I have Carmelo would have taken a discount, but by signing Kobe early that November, the way the cap works, they prevented the Lakers prevented themselves from having two max cap spots that they then could have signed Kobe to go over the luxury tax afterwards but they shot themselves in the foot and didn't give themselves even the chance to sign both those guys. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, the Lakers then proceeded to be awful, and they get all these high draft picks, and what do they do with them? They package them for Anthony Davis, and that did work out. But you you mentioned Devin Booker uh, didn't want to work out for the Jazz. Dang, uh, Jake, I just had to look this up. 2015 draft, the Jazz were drafting 12th. Trey Lyles was the pick. Yeah. Booker went the next pick to Phoenix. Holy hell, that's crazy. Now, 
I mean, if that had ha- if if it had gone down where Booker goes to the Utah Jazz, then Donovan Mitchell ends up somewhere else, right? Uh, a couple years later, because you're not drafting the same position really. But that that's pretty wild. Um, I do want to ask about the draft. You know, the agents wielding power. If memory serves, um, the Philadelphia 76ers, I think it was badly wanted Porzingis, and he refused to work out and give them the medical. And yeah. of course, Ben Simmons. The Sixers had the number one pick, and I, I'm pretty sure Ben Simmons was like. I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to force a trade. I don't want to go to Philly. And then at the last minute, he capitulated. Um, you think this is good or bad for the NBA that these stars have this power and the agents can do this? I definitely think there's a lot of more negative aspects than positives. And hmm. for one thing, I think at the end of the day, the, the corny cliche is that these teams are civic trusts, right? And you're doing this for the fan base and to bring a championship <laughs> to the city. If you're looking at it through that lens, it's bad because it prevents executives from doing their job to their fullest capability. If agents are, are literally intentionally doing things to make it more difficult for a team to land the player they want, it's bad for that team and for that fan base. But if you look at it from the business perspective where this is just a business and every actor, whether you're a GM or a coach or an agent or a player, is acting in their own self-interest, hoping that it ultimately aligns with other coaches and players and agents at the same time they can win a title, then I don't find any fault in the agents kind of maximizing the rules as they can, just like, you know, executives tanking is maximizing the rules as they can too. Like when a, <laughs> when a team decides to be bad and save their cap space, to make trades and take on bigger salaries to take back different draft picks, they're celebrated, right? That's like the opposite of what agents are doing pretty much. The the, the teams are saying, we're not even going to sign your player. Sorry, but, you know, maybe next time when, when I need you now to come work out for me and I want your player, you know, now I'm willing to help you out. So everyone's kind of on both sides of the line, I feel like, in this business. Yeah, it's weird, though. The Houston Rock. I'm looking now, the Houston Rockets have the most cap space for next year. Um, that's probably by design. You know, we had Brian Windhorst on way back, and he was talking about the owner, Furtada. Um, lost a ton of money during COVID because of the restaurant business. Um, they have a lot of cap space. Like, Jake, who's go- who's going to Houston? They have nothing. You know, yeah. they have an unproven coach, a GM that nobody really trusts. Uh, yeah. they- nobody's going there. They can have all the cap room they want. Like, I, I look at the uh, the Pelicans and David Griffin, who gets a pass from the media. I'm because he, he worked at ESPN. Like, uh, you know this, Jake. Like, everybody loves David Griffin. Oh, he'll return a call quickly from any NBA person. And everybody treats him with kid gloves. Like, he's going to go to sleep all summer with a bunch of draft picks for the future. What does that matter? Like, <laughs> is he getting this team better now? And, you know, I know you said, you know, Zion probably won't leave, Jake. I don't know. This is setting up to me like Zion's going to have a real decision to make. Are the, are the Pelicans uh, – I'll start here. Are the Pelicans better now going forward than they were when they drafted Zion, the roster construction. I don't think so. I would agree. So and what has Griffin done? I know. Listen, I I, I keep checking my email here to cover my eye because I have a story coming out on Bleach Report in the next hour. So I bet kind of okay. holding Griff's feet to the fire here. A bit. Ooh. I agree with you. And you know, I think there's a reason why the media paid some favorably i think you know there's a lot of i I, the more i've worked in this business the more i've realized that this job is not on the other side of it in in the business the job is not just basketball it's a it's a pr job oh yeah relations job there's a lot involved and certain executives are are way better at playing all aspects of the game if you will if you catch my drift so um i i do think that 
you know, moving on from Stan Van Gundy from the reporting I've done last like, couple of months, even like, it sounds like this move was done to placate the players and Zion in particular being that Stan style never fit. And I also do think that the moves that Griff made bringing on Steven Adams and signing him to that big, um, oh. project, you know, it seems to be diametric to the success that they were having under Alvin Gentry when I was playing that smaller mm-hmm. unit and running up and down the court and they were kind of in playoff contention, but, you know, it seems like, it seems like they're, you're right. The clock is definitely starting to tick on that situation top to bottom. And, and you do start to wonder again, like how long can it go? I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we know that in certain segments of business that the contrarian mindset can return bigger returns than if you just follow the crowd, right? So the Knicks went with Tom Thibodeau. Well, what are they doing? Hiring a defensive guy in like a crazy offensive era. It yeah. worked. You know, they got to the playoffs. Um, Steve Kerr, people questioned, what the hell are they doing? Steve Kerr was announcing games. He, yeah. he, he's taking over for Mark Jackson. You get a fresh set of eyes. Boom. They make the jump to light speed, and Golden State is, is a dynasty. Um, do you see any moves coming up that could be of the contrarian mindset? For example, Boston moves on from Brad Stevens. He goes upstairs. Very interesting hires setting up for the Celtics. Yeah. Um, Portland Trailblazers, you know, we know that Damian Lillard has already stumped for Jason Kidd. Uh, we, we saw Jason Kidd basically in Milwaukee doing a good job, doing a good job, fired. They bring in Budenholzer. They win 60 games, but he's now being exposed in the postseason. Yeah. Do you have any names that are kind of contrarian in the coaching side? Um, contrarian's hard because, you know, I, I think one big theme in the league right now is trying to find someone that can immediately bring yourself to, into deeper postseason contention. Number one, across all these jobs, Indiana, Portland, Boston, mm. um, the Pelicans, the Wizards, like all those openings, there's a, there's a pressure on the front office making that selection with Boston less so. I mean, Brad, I think a big reason why he's in the front office and not just parted ways is because he's got this big five-year deal and ownership does like him a lot still. And he just kind of, I think the clock just expired from all, all accounts as him as a head coach of that team. Um, so, and you know, the, all, all the pieces of that front office, the Mike Zarens and the Austin Angels, like they've, they've kept a small group, so they don't have as much pressure, but mm-hmm. they do need to maximize Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like all these teams, all these front offices making these decisions, the David Griffins, the Kevin Pritchards, like, they need to nail this higher too. So I, I, I'm not so sure we're going to see that many out of the box hires like Chauncey Billups. Yes. Would be a first time head coach. And I think Charles Lee in Milwaukee, an assistant coach there has a really good shot at making it in New Orleans. It was communicated to me. He was like a pretty serious contender last year. Mm. Um, but honestly, like the Becky Hammond, you know, reports that come out, like, I think, a lot of these teams are, are, are billing these bigger coaching searches to kind of win the news cycle like we've been yeah. talking about earlier. It's funny you say win the news cycle. It's like when a trade happens now, you better get a lot of draft picks <clears throat> and pick swaps, and you're automatically winning. Like It doesn't matter who you pick in two or three years. As long as you got draft picks, ones obviously, and pick swaps, you're a winner. Yeah. And that's just such a bad way to grade things. One more question before we get to the uh, book. I, I got to ask about the Sacramento Kings. Um uh, the Washington, you mentioned the Wizards, and I totally missed this, but Scott Brooks today like kind of falls through the cracks. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Scott Brooks on Wednesday um, was not going to return with the Wiz. Now, he's a Russell Westbrook guy, okay? Um, I wonder, and you can feel free to disagree here, 
if they're worried about Bradley Beal, who did not commit to the team and the yeah. future after that Sixer series, if they're worried about Beal leaving, because remember, Brooks and Westbrook were tight from OKC. They go back, but like, who cares about Westbrook? You know, you don't want to lose Bradley Beal, who was an All NBA guy. Um, but do you think that they then is it smart for then the Wizards to go to Bradley Beal and say, "Hey, Bradley, do you have any insight on who we should get as a coach?" Because we know Billy Donovan, his guy from college, is with the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what what you were just talking about before, I think, bleeds into this answer about how this is now a narrative-driven league and business and the way the narrative is running really does impact actual personnel decisions. And I think with the wizards, I mean, Bradley Beal being able to say to not commit, it's a, it's a, he knows that's a headline. He knows people like you and I are going to talk about it. And then people listening to this are going to talk about it with their friends and that word's going to keep getting swirled and head back up back through the media and back to ownership. Right. So that's a, that's a tool. I think maybe I'm, maybe I'm reading it too cynically, but I think that's a tool. No be able to hold management's feet to the fire because everything I've heard from all accounts is that he has no intention of leaving, but maybe the clock does tick. Maybe, maybe not this year, but maybe by the deadline, you know? So you, you, you leave that room for, for that gray area available to kind of put your, you know, foot in the door and get, get a seat at the table and say like, you know, I, I got some things we got to get done here to, you know, a make the playoffs and B keep me happy. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Kevin Hart here. This basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back on everything. Even the sound system that auto-tunes the game. Curry from way downtown. Defense. Will the owner of a red sedan please visit guest services? Bet you've never heard cash back and sound like that. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Paid by up-level rewards. Paid participation required. Actor portrayal. Attention all listeners. Are you ready to earn $750? Well, get ready because I'm about to introduce you to GetMy750.com, the ultimate way to earn. Here's the scoop. Instead of just streaming shows or playing games on your phone for nothing, you have the chance to earn additional cash. 
That's right. From trying out new subscriptions to playing your favorite mobile games, you can get extra cash in your pocket. Simply sign up at GetMy750.com and follow the instructions to start earning immediately. So, what are you waiting for? Turn your favorite apps into real cash with GetMy750.com. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to earn rewards for things you're already doing on your phone. Check out GetMy750.com today. That's right. Get started right now at GetMy750.com. Just go to GetMy750.com or Google Get My 750 Cash. Follow the simple instructions and get your $750. That's GetMy750.com. GetMy750.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real Steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. In your book, uh, Built to Lose, How the NBA's Tanking Era Changed the League Forever, um, you have details on the Sacramento Kings and DeMarcus Cousins. I'll say this, Jake. My one experience—I'm not—I don't try to break news, but you know, you hear stuff and put it out there, and people get angry. Um, the how- one thing I had heard was the George Carl DeMarcus Cousins beef was really ugly, and yeah. Vlade Divac was super clumsy with throughout the entire thing. Um, oh, yeah. Tell tell us about how ugly it was with DeMarcus Cousins, because there was a moment in time where DeMarcus Cousins was considered like. Wow, is he the next great big man? He could shoot threes. Is he a top fifteen player in the league? I think yeah. he might have been All NBA once. Um, but uh, tell us about Demarcus Cousins and the Kings. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think the big selling pitch for the book is that I did over three hundred interviews for this thing, and, and I, that's that's kind of my calling card. I'm a reporter. I find out new information, and and the book is loaded with new stories like this, where you know Cousins, he he was the guy that the team did kind of tank for, number five pick in two thousand ten, um, and you do everything you can. Like we've been talking about to try to build a system and, and a, a, a whole culture around that guy. And the first coach he really did kind of connect with was Michael Malone. But Michael mm. Malone was hired before Vivek Ranadive hired Pete D'Alessandro. So again, narrative driven league that starts the rumors already about will Michael Malone be able to make it? Will Pete want to hire his own guy? You flash forward to that summer of 2014, after that whole first year together, there was rumors already about George Carl being the replacement for Michael Malone. And the Kings coaching staff is out to lunch on the Vegas Strip during Summer League. As they're walking out of this restaurant, who comes into the very same restaurant out of all the thousands of restaurants on the Strip? But Vivek and George Carl. Oh. Flash forward to, de- to December. That first opportunity where Boogie gets injured with that viral meningitis, they fall to 9 and 8. They axed Michael Malone by February. George Carl is in there. So you speed up a couple months, you know, A, DeMarcus Cousins already felt like, you know, the wool got pulled over his eyes and he got backstabbed. At the one coach he'd finally liked, they immediately fired him. And this whole notion that George was angling to get the job anyway. And the NBA, as much as it's competitive, it's a fraternity. And if you're mm-hmm. seeing someone who's going to backstab someone in your own trade, not a great look. That, that spring – from what I was told, Vivek and the front office, now it's Vlade running things, not Pete D'Alessandro, because they also brought him into play and pushed Pete out. 
there was a, there was a notion that they needed to get a 50 win team. So George Carl, who was obviously the coach of the Nuggets when the Nuggets traded Carmelo and got that poo poo platter back from the Knicks, mm-hmm. that was a good enough team to make the three seed. Yeah. So Carl in that meeting suggested, you know, maybe we could trade Demarcus and get better pieces back. So that gets back to Demarcus, oh, and George Carl wants to trade me, and that's the whole snake in the grass tweet you know and george carl's calling mitch kupchuk and saying oh will the lakers be interested in him in 2015 when the lakers had the number two pick that became d'angelo so this all builds up to there's a scene in the book and it happened in real life they're back in las vegas george carl vlada and demarcus cousins are literally at a high school cafeteria lunch table while the younger team is practicing in the gym and they're hashing it out drinking iced tea from the soda fountain you know trying to clear the air about Marcus wasn't George didn't say I want to trade him. It was just an idea he brought up as a potential thing. And, you know, he never bought into it anyway. He had that blow up in San Antonio and a blow up in Cleveland, you know, threatening to, you know, take George Carl into the back room, like all that type of stuff. And I mean, I don't have that confirmed, but that's pretty much, I didn't write that, but that's pretty much what the word was. And, um, you know, it just never got to the sense where George could really control that team ever again. And, and even after they've, pushed out Michael Malone for him he only lasted like 16 months in that seat too so that's yeah. the kind of stuff that prevents franchises from actually getting back to contending yeah. wow it, you know it sounds not quite the exact same as Lloyd Pierce versus Trey Young in Atlanta but there mm-hmm. were rumblings of those two not getting along they bump off Pierce and everybody gets healthy and all of a sudden Nate McMillan looks like a genius um yeah. but um let's wrap up on this I'm curious where you are on the Sixers and the process. Uh, I've listened to a lot of smart Sam Hinkie podcasts. That guy's really intelligent. I'm a big fan. And what him and Daryl Morey did in Philadelphia, I thought was kind of genius. But at the same time, they haven't haven't been to the conference finals yet. They, Obviously, they haven't made the NBA finals. They butchered the Jimmy Butler thing. Like... I think that goes to show just how difficult it is to build yeah. a team. Um, and they seem to do all the right things building up, right? I mean, Nerlens Noel in hindsight was, it didn't work. But otherwise, like, everything's kind of worked. Why hasn't it uh, yeah. been successful? And, and do, Or do you consider it successful? Yeah, I, I think everything you just hit on is, you know, no matter where you're starting from, whether you're the Celtics moving on from KG and Paul Pierce or your Philly starting off more from the middle and moving Drew Holiday, you know, whenever you do decide to, to build a team, there it's very hard. And there's a lot of luck and unforeseen variables that are out of your control that ultimately you have to mitigate. So that's why I think tanking is a strategy that teams like to take. It's that, you know, if you give yourself chances to draft and draft and draft, you can miss on Nerlens and MCW and Jalil Okafor and get Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and still emerge as a playoff team. And the next step from there is obviously to contend, which is even harder to do. It's even harder to turn a 20 team to a 20 win team into a 40 win team than it is to turn a 40 win team into a 60 win team. Cause everyone wants the players that are going to be on a 60 win team. Right. So it's more competitive to get those guys. And I think the goal of tanking is to stock your cupboard so much that you have enough guys already and they'll be able to trade them for, you know, upgrades or you'll be able to attract free agents who want to join them in the following off seasons. And if you build this bigger, you know, slower build, 
eventually the goal is to keep yourself in the championship conversation or the possibility of competing for the title every single year. Do it for a decade and maybe it'll break through once or twice. And, so- and that's the thing, though. I love what you said, Jake, but while you're doing that, constantly tinkering, you may end up putting your second or third best player on the table, right? Because you can't just say, oh, we got two stars, we're good. Like, it doesn't work like that. You know, they had Russell Westbrook and Paul George. Paul George gets a better offer from uh, Kawhi. Like, yeah. and so, on. I mean, I guess on some level, I understand what George Carl did, but how do you thread that needle? Like, that's almost impossible, is it not? I agree. What George Carl wanted to do, in my opinion, probably very short-sighted, um, especially because, you know, I think the goal of Hinky and other analytical minded executives who, who exacted the strategy is to build up enough capital to, to make this thing be something that actually has a shot. And, you know, maybe you will get lucky when other people don't. I mean, the, the, the Sixers, if Kawhi Leonard doesn't have that crazy bouncing three, you know, maybe they win the title. Yeah. Then. And we've already considered, you know, same thing with Chris Paul's hamstring or, you know, go down the line. I mean, even this year, how many injuries are we lamenting right now? Kawhi, Jamal Murray, Kyrie, yeah. James, whatever. So, you know, the goal I think is just to, is to give yourself – the most like fighting chance you got and just hope that the things that are out of your control ultimately bounce your way. And if that doesn't work out, sure. Then yeah. Like people lose their jobs and the owners get mad. And if you don't get the results, like it doesn't matter how good your process was, but I do think the process overall to take a team that was perennially the seven or an eight seed. Now that the one seed they've been involved in this thing for a couple of years now, mm-hmm. I think it was a success. Success. Uh, you know, Jake, um, I-, I love the forward thinking on your part. The league hates tanking so much that they have now changed the lottery rules. Yeah. Uh, you know, they add these play-in teams. I mean, two-thirds of the league is yeah. technically in the playoffs. Like, yeah. this also helps coaches keep their jobs. Well, hey, we were in the play-in, you know? I mean, it didn't really help uh, Scott Brooks uh, no. or Stan Van... Well, Stan Van Gundy missed, but um, yeah. I, I, I am really curious. Do you think these new tanking rules are beneficial to the league? For instance, Houston had the worst record. However... Yeah. Houston, Detroit, and Orlando all have the same odds for the number one pick and to stay in the top four. So I clearly with Houston, Orlando, Detroit, OKC, the lower odds haven't dissuaded those teams at all. Being yeah. that They were all sending players home for half the year. That's never something Hinky did. And Hinky was the brazen tanker, right? He never was sending guys away or putting them on the bench. Like they were playing their veterans, Thad Young, for example, all through that 13-14 season. So clearly tanking is alive and well, especially in the 2021 class. That's considered to be the best class since 2014, which mm-hmm. we talked about primarily in the book. It's considered a five-player class. So, you know, even if you only have a 14% chance at one, you got higher odds at two and higher odds at three and higher odds at four. And the Rockets having the worst record, they're guaranteed a top five pick. So in a five-player draft, maybe the Rockets might actually kind of get lucky at five when they don't have the pressure now to take a guy where he could bust and the person behind you is really the all-star like Joel Embiid in 2014. And you don't lose your job because, you know, the right person fell to you at five. You know, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, I, I think I think teams are willing to take that, you know, we'll be the worst team still because we still have that safety net at five or yeah. six or seven. It's weird. You know, Houston had the worst record. They're a laughing stock, you know, the Kevin Porter stuff, blah, blah, blah. But uh, let's give them credit, Jake. Um, you know, they were able to swing a deal for Chris Paul, right? Sure. That worked. They had a, they, they had the Warrior, the loaded Warriors practically beat down 3-2. And then when, you know, the Chris Paul-Harden thing broke up, they went and swung for the fences with Westbrook. 
I mean, I, I, I applaud that. They're trying. I mean, Detroit, yeah. you could even argue, like, what the hell are they doing trading for Blake Griffin? Well, they tried. They're not going to be able to get a major free agent star. What's wrong with making a play for Blake Griffin? They did get to the playoffs with him. He falls off a cliff with injuries. Like, Orlando, um, I, I don't know. I'm bullish on Orlando. I know this is crazy. <laughs> like, they were in the playoffs. They had an injury to Isaac. They said, you know what? To hell with Gordon, Vucicic, uh, Fournier. We're just going to tank, you know? And I, I, if you look at the Orlando nucleus, I mean, Jake, they could probably turn it around kind of quick with the right pick here. Can they not? Yeah, they get Kate Cunningham, and he fits well on the perimeter with, and they're bullish on Markel Fultz. And if Jonathan Isaac can stay healthy, like they're viewing him as you know potential All NBA defender. Like, yeah, for sure. Why couldn't they get back into the play-in conversation next year? Um, but I mean, like we did everything we just said. Sometimes it's not that easy, right? Like you yeah. can't have your fingers and. That's why I think the book even exists. Like I wanted to compare and contrast all these different teams who were doing it at the same time because obviously they all ended up in various different positions and for certain details that, you know, are in the book. And, you know, I wanted to tell those stories that send teams, you know, either to the top or back mm -hmm. into all over again like Orlando is. It's funny. I have a lot of relatives in Orlando and I saw them recently and they were like, how come you guys never talk about the Orlando Magic? I was like, I mean, have you looked at their team? But yeah. that being said, Jake, I'm going to ask you. Um, when you look at Orlando's history, they get Shaq. He leaves. They get Dwight Howard. Fizzles. They get Penny Hardaway. Fizzles. Like, some of these NBA teams, just the reality is you can get a star. You can build around them. You can reach the finals. Mm -hmm. And they're still leaving anyway, right? There's like yeah. always going to be a greener pasture. Is it not? Like, I don't know how the NBA, if they can do anything about that. Or maybe they don't have to. I don't think they have to because I think they kind of sneakily do want those players going <laughs> to the bigger markets, right? I mean, <laughs> very famously said that he was really upset that that Portland and uh, Seattle won that lottery in 07 with Durant and Odin, right? So you're right. It, it, it's an issue for the small market teams, and that's why we saw Sam Presti was so adamant back in 14 and 17 too fighting against lottery reform being that like this is the best method for to even get these guys because you know we're, we're the, the, the stack the deck is stacked so far against us already as it is like we're not the lakers where you know they can be the worst managed team for five years and still get <laughs> lebron and then they trade for anthony davis and win the title yeah other teams don't have that margin for error yeah all right he, he is jake fisher good stuff built to lose how the nba's tanking era changed the league forever jake congrats on the book and uh i look forward to uh talking to you next season when everybody's tanking again for i don't know lebron james's kid or something thanks a lot man sounds good man i appreciate it Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch garage and the car inside and without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Kevin Hart here. This basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back on everything. Even the sound system that auto-tunes the game. Curry from way downtown. Will the owner of a red sedan please visit guest services? Bet you've never heard cash back and sound like that. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. 
or home to vibes like this and this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like and Hmm. not to mention we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team ranking as a top culinary destination in the world be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. An October morning in a quiet suburb in a town in Scotland. A man is walking his dog when suddenly shots are fired from a car. The man falls to the ground and the car speeds off. An ordinary residential area, but extraordinary things happen in ordinary places. The instinct right away was it was a political thing. We're talking about Russian trained, high-ranking officer in the Secret Service. An Assassin Comes to Town, a six-part podcast. Available now, wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have supervision, enhanced hearing, extraordinary reflexes, to be, dare we say, superhuman? Well, Roku's new Pro Series TV can't do any of that for you. But with a 4K screen, side-firing speakers, and a blazing fast refresh rate, it'll sure feel like it. Elevate your entertainment using all your favorite apps like iHeart and play all your music, radio, and podcasts with the new Roku Pro Series. Your senses aren't better. Your TV is. 